yes, oh, I remember you. your face. <laughs> Thank you. Hello. Hi again. It's genuinely a pleasure to meet you in person this time. Welcome to the Final Ghost Podcast, where I will simply never get over that moment. I'm Anna Bogutska, I'm the co-founder of the Final Girls and your podcast host. And I've had the absolute privilege of being able to interview Jamie Lee Curtis not once, but twice, and this time in person. With the latest and supposedly final installment of the David Gordon Green trilogy of Halloween films now in UK cinemas, I had a chance to talk to Laurie Strode herself. This is the long-awaited, much-hyped, much-advertised final encounter between Michael Myers and Laurie Strode, or so we're told. If you're curious about my thoughts about the film, you can find a deep dive, spoiler-free conversation on Halloween Ends over on the Final Girls Patreon, and there will be episodes dropping with revisitations of both Halloween Kills and Halloween 2018 also on that Patreon as the trilogy has come to an end. This interview, for anyone who hasn't seen Halloween Ends yet, is not spoilerific and I spoke to Jamie about playing the role of Laurie Strode for one final time, about the emotional crux at the heart of each one of these films about why we love getting scared and she revealed some interesting backstory that was written into the film and just hinted at ever so lightly throughout the three films. As usual, you can follow the podcast at The Final Ghost UK on Instagram and Twitter and you can find me on Twitter at Anna B. Demented. And with all that said, please enjoy my conversation with Jamie Lee Curtis. If I may, I wanted to ask you first with this being billed as a conclusion to the franchise, what was the atmosphere like on the last day of shooting? Well, my last day was not the movie's last day. Okay. Um, so, which often happens. Um, um, so my last day was, you know, needless to say, very emotional. Um, it wasn't a particularly difficult scene. It wasn't some big um, drama. Um, but I did notice that there were a lot of people hanging around. And that usually is an indication that they're going to do something. And they do what they do, which is we gather together as a collaborative team and we say goodbye to people. And it happens on every movie. Um, and uh, you cry a lot because it all, you know, they mean something to me, I mean something to them, we mean something together. And that's just the movie, let alone the character, the import of the character on on the audience, the fans, history. That's even a much bigger lens to to imagine it through. Absolutely. And I think that will I'm looking forward to what the audience thinks of the film, of you know, of this final encounter. And may I ask what scene was it, that last scene that you filmed as Laurie? Honestly, I was alone in a car. Uh I was alone mm. in a car. 
uh, it was a close up of me sitting in a car. I think I know the the one you mean. Um, I wanted to ask you because looking at this trilogy in every single film, I felt that there was an emotional crux at the heart of each one. In the Halloween 2018, it was mm-hmm. generational trauma. In Kills, it was this contagion of fury and mm-hmm. rage. And I wanted to ask you, what do you think is the emotional crisis happening in this one? Victim shaming and the fact that we as a society are monsters and that the internet has really created those monsters. That it has just turned us all into... Um, our worst selves when it was supposed to make us our best selves because it was supposed to connect us and it was supposed to enrich our lives with culture and exchange of mm. um you know ideas and music and art and um friendship be able to connect more friends around the world all of the beautiful aspect of the original intention and unfortunately it's just become a portal of hatred. You could say the same thing about what it's done for movie culture. Oh, sure. Oh, absolutely. And this is the thing that really struck me about Laurie in this film. She feels healed. She's happy. She's got a great new haircut. Thanks. <laughs> Very much my part in the movie. <laughs> um, but Haddonfield just won't let her be healed. Um, can you... Can you talk a little bit about why do you think that is, why the town turns on her? Sure. Um, she's not healed. She's on her way to healing. The fact that she can even heal a little bit is a testament to good mental health support she's gotten, good trauma therapy, mm-hmm. um, and th- the belief that there is the possibility that she will have a good day one day in her life down the road. Mm-hmm. This is m- working through a lot of bad things that have happened, which is really the message to everybody in the universe who have bad things happen all the time. Even even apartheid was able to be healed through the truth and reconciliation hearings, which allowed people to express them their in incredible losses and incalculable grief and move forward. That's the goal of us as a society. We, we, we have to be able to move forward. And Lori is definitely on that path. But there are other people who can't move forward for various reasons. They don't have the access to that help. Um, they physically can't move forward. They, they are victims of Michael in such a profound way that they will never be happy again, which happens for people. And there is an undeniable idea that Lori is responsible for all of this. That no, even though she was an unwitting victim of it, he came for her and th- while trying to get to her, he killed lots and lots of people around her, including her daughter. And there are people that cannot let that go. And that's the, who we find in this movie. 
And I wanted to ask you, you know, perhaps this is a bit personal, but I think one of the things that has always brought me a lot of joy from Laurie, from the Halloween movies, from horror movies in general, is that healing power. Mm -hmm. I find that a lot of horror fans, myself included, find them to be a a really cathartic experience. Um, As Michael Moses at Universal, who's the marketing head of marketing and really understands these things and is able to to translate these themes into um, uh, sentences. His description is that horror films um, let us confront what we can't control. That's incredibly well put. Incredibly well put. Yes, I agree with you. That's why I, I, forgive me for interrupting you. You never have to apologize to me, Jamie. Um, What do you think about kind of this... um, sort of move, I think, a cultural shift to understanding that healing power of horror movies in a way. Because one of the things I've certainly encountered and continue encountering sometimes is from people saying, what's wrong with you that you like watching this stuff? What's Mm -hmm. wrong with you that you like to, that you see yourself Mm -hmm. in these Mm -hmm. extraordinary, sometimes Mm -hmm. terrifying or very gory Mm -hmm. situations? Why is that personal? Um, I think it's personal because... That question implies that there's something wrong with fans or with audiences. And I wonder if you think that there's been a shift. I've never thought about it. I, I don't understand why people like to be af- frightened. I understand people like to be frightened. Mm-hmm. Two statements. Yeah. Michael's statement, mm-hmm. people like to confront what they can't control made a lot of sense to me. And I went, oh, wow, wow, yeah, okay. That's about as much of a point of view I have about it because I personally don't like to be scared. I've read that you've mentioned that in other interviews. Um, And I wonder when we spoke last with Halloween Kills, you mentioned or you described Laurie as a pinball stuck in a pinball machine, mm-hmm. which was a metaphor I really like. Do you think that that's in this film happening a little bit to her granddaughter? Yeah, which is again the whole generational trauma. I think that is inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope, I don't know. And your listeners will only be able to find this out um, when they see the movie. Mm-hmm. I would very much like to see them come out of the pinball machine and actually be able to now be a a, not, a nice little round object for somebody else somewhere else or just on a shelf, a little round silver ball and not be stuck in that. Um, cacophony and battering and as Steinbeck calls them hammer blows of conditioning of life in uh, a horror film and one thing that really surprised me and kind of going back to something you mentioned a little bit earlier of Laurie starting to see the possibility of another life of healing 
was the possibility of romance, which is hinted a little bit in Kills as well. But there's so much romance at the heart of this movie. Yes, it's a it's weirdly a little indie love story in the middle of uh, it's the Trojan horse part of, you know, it's in the middle of a, a horror film. There's actually a little weird indie love story going on. David, that's that's all very David Gordon is Green. Um, I will tell you the truth. Do we have like how much time? Do I have a minute? Okay. When we made Halloween 2018, mm -hmm. I had never met Will Patton. Mm -hmm. And we did the scene where Sartain is sitting in the chair in the driveway. And we come up and we have that line that's in the trailer. Uh, I've been waiting for him to escape. And he says, why would you do that? So I can kill him, Lori says. The day I met Will, I said to David Gordon Green, pulled him aside. I said, you know what? I think he's, um, uh, I think he's Judy Greer's father. Um, uh, I, I, I think he's Karen's father and that Lori didn't know who the father was because Lori was drunk and kind of banged into people in bars and got pregnant and had this child. Mm -hmm. And, and I said, I, I think it was Frank. And that's why David wrote the scene in Kills where we're in the hospital bed together. And I say to him, do you remember that night in the bar? And he mm -hmm. says, yeah. And then. David doesn't let it go farther because he says, yeah, we kissed, but I wanted more, but mm -hmm. I didn't. And then from Kills, four years later, she runs into him at the supermarket. Mm -hmm. And when we shot that scene, which was the first thing we shot in the entire movie was that scene. That scene there and then the scene in the parking lot after mm -hmm. it, which was a hard first day of work, let mm -hmm. me just say. Um, but in the, in the... Uh, in the supermarket, we did the scene and we, it was written, but it wasn't, we didn't know what was going to happen. And I, w I remember at lunch, I went into my trailer to sit there for a minute and my face hurt and I couldn't figure out what was going on. I wondered if I had gotten a bite of something. And then I looked in the mirror, I realized it was because Lori had smiled. And that I had smiled a few times because we'd done the scene many times. And all of a sudden, the muscles of smiling that Laurie Strode hasn't smiled Actually, in 44 years. I made a note of that when I watched the film. I've never seen Laurie Strode smile. And my muscles hurt because I'm, I've been Laurie for so long. I, mm -hmm. I hadn't smiled like her, like that. Mm -hmm. And so it's funny. Uh, Yes, there's there's the possibility of hope and love in this film, which better be the fucking end of a <laughs> horror film franchise of 44 years. At the end of the whole thing, if we can't have a little bit of hope mm. and love, I don't know if you saw everything everywhere all at once. I did. Okay, that's a multiverse movie mm -hmm. with butt plugs and dildo fights that at its and hot dog hands <laughs> that at its center mm. is a movie about love family um and connection longing. kindness and so i'm happy that there's the color of hope in halloween ends may i ask you one final question yes you may if this is truly the last time that you get to play laurie yes are you happy with where this film leads? I'm at? beyond ecstatic. I'm beyond happy. I can't believe 
that we got to make these three films. I think David Gordon Green is a has made masterpieces. I think they are collectively and individually masterpieces, and that I get to be sort of at the center of them uh, is thrilling to me. Jamie, thank you thank so you much so again much. for your time. Always. Really You're lovely. Always the best interview. <laughs>